Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Warriors, welcome back to the Romcast for a new Tarkatan bite-sized episode. Today we unravel the lingering tale of betrayal that kept Ash Williams out of Mortal Kombat 11. Join us as we expose the inside story that left creators Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell outraged. I'm your host, the Mortal Kombat fan, Tim. And I'm your host, Yanni. And today we untangle the saga of Ash's exclusion from Mortal Kombat 11, with newly acquired information that takes the story for a surprising turn. Stick around, because what you're about to discover will actually change the way you see Mortal Kombat 11's DLC. Welcome back, Warriors, to another revealing episode of the Realmcast. Today, we plunge even deeper into the enigma surrounding Ash Williams and the intricate web of rights issues that barred him from entering the Mortal Kombat realm. Brace yourselves for an exploration of the complete rights saga that kept Ash out of MK. When we last delved into this topic, we uncovered the behind-the-scenes drama that unfolded due to a marketing email. Today, armed with new information on the topic, we completely unravel the rights issues surrounding Ash Williams from Army of Darkness to Evil Dead, and his apparent inclusion turned exclusion from Mortal Kombat 11. To truly understand the intricate rights landscape surrounding Ash Williams and the saga leading to Mortal Kombat 11, we need to rewind to the roots of Evil Dead 2 and delve into the complex web of ownership that shapes the destiny of this iconic character. Sam Raimi, the creative force behind the Evil Dead universe, initially envisioned Evil Dead 2 as the direct continuation of the series. His original concept for Evil Dead 2 later came to life as the movie Army of Darkness. However, the path from conceptualization to realization encountered significant hurdles. Securing the necessary funding for this ambitious project presented a formidable challenge for Raimi. In a twist of fate, Stephen King emerged as a guardian angel, stepping in to persuade Dino De Laurenti to finance the film. Now, here's where the spiderweb of conflicting rights actually begins. Sam Raimi, despite being the creative force behind the original The Evil Dead, didn't technically own the rights to his own film. The Evil Dead was self-financed, with Raimi himself acting as the studio. The film was leased to various studios worldwide for home video and theatrical releases for several years. However, during the production of Evil Dead 2, an obstacle arose. Irvin Shapiro had sold the international distribution rights to The Evil Dead to dozens of different studios globally for a limited amount of time. These studios included the likes of New Line Cinema in the United States and Palace Pictures in the United Kingdom. This number of entangled distribution deals actually posed a challenge for The Evil Dead too. If the sequel were to use footage from the first film in the recap sequence, Raimi would have needed permission from many studios around the world. The logistics of obtaining such permissions proved impractical at the time. 
This challenge led to the decision to reshoot the recap of the first film for Evil Dead 2, altering the narrative flow and creating a unique set of rights issues. However, over the years, all the rights for the Evil Dead reverted back to Raimi, and by the late 90s or early 2000s, he completely owned the Evil Dead rights again. Before all this occurred, Army of Darkness was supposed to be released in 1992. At the time of its actual release, the rights were split between Universal Pictures, owning the film in North America, and MGM, owning the film in other countries outside of North America. However, two significant roadblocks emerged. First, Universal didn't own Evil Dead 1 or 2, and thus didn't want to advertise Army of Darkness as a sequel. All American promotional materials deliberately billed Sam Raimi as the director of Darkman, strategically avoiding mention of the Evil Dead films. The second issue, in 1992, Universal had a legal dispute with Dino De Laurentiis, one of the producers of Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. The feud was over the character Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs and wouldn't be resolved until 1993. This legal feud complicated matters and made Universal reluctant to associate Army of Darkness with the Evil Dead franchise. These complex rights issues surrounding the earlier films in the series created a domino effect that would impact the portrayal and inclusion of Ash Williams in subsequent projects, including the gaming realm, all these years later. This division of rights would later create complications for the 2015 TV series Ash vs. Evil Dead when it came to referencing or even using footage from the Army of Darkness. If Ash vs. Evil Dead were to use footage from Army of Darkness, permission would have been needed from both Universal and MGM. Now, onto Mortal Kombat. Let's delve even deeper into the dramatic turn of events surrounding the marketing email on March 25th, 2020, and how it became a pivotal moment in the Ash Williams saga, altering the course of his potential inclusion in Mortal Kombat 11 and any other video game for that matter. Our previous video on this topic actually explains in great detail what happened on that day. But to summarize, on May 6th, 2019, Bruce Campbell posted a tweet of himself having performed a fatality on quote-unquote internet rumor about Ash being DLC in MK11. Despite this, on June 1st, 2019, the official Mortal Kombat channels released a revealed trailer for the, at the time, upcoming first combat pack, which featured two teased unconfirmed guests, including the sound of a chainsaw. Bruce Campbell quote retweeted the post on Twitter, stating, boy, looks like a swell game, I'll have to check it out. March 25th, 2020, a day that sent yet another shockwave through the Mortal Kombat community. A marketing email stirred up further speculation about Ash Williams becoming a DLC character in Mortal Kombat 11. The email was sent to individuals on the Mortal Kombat mailing list. Upon closer examination of the email, fans quickly noticed the fine print at the bottom, which contained copyright and marketing rights information. It explicitly stated that the Ash character from the Army of Darkness was licensed from Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Studios Incorporated. This revelation further fueled the excitement and speculation among fans, as it appeared to indicate that Ash Williams was indeed joining the Mortal Kombat universe, and that it was inevitable, regardless of Bruce Campbell's claims. You can find a link in the description of this video to our previous episode and part one, which goes into much greater detail on the history of the Ash Williams trailer appearance and the email. Needless to say, anticipation among fans reached a fever pitch as rumors and leaks circulated, promising an iconic crossover between the brutal world of Mortal Kombat and the chainsaw-wielding hero from the Evil Dead franchise. However, little did anyone know that the path of this gaming collaboration was about to take an unexpected turn. Unconfirmed rumors are that, behind the scenes, before this email was sent, work on bringing Ash Williams to Mortal Kombat 11 was already underway within the walls of NetherRealm Studio. The marketing email that was released appears to have been due to rights actually having been negotiated between MGM and WB. 
giving WB the ability to use Ash Williams. Or so was thought. The marketing email, with its reference to licensing Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Studios Incorporated, created a buzz around Ash Williams potentially joining Mortal Kombat 11. The marketing email, which seemingly confirmed Ash Williams as a DLC character, blindsided not only the fans, but actually also Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. It's speculated that both Raimi and Campbell had reservations upon discovering this news through a public email. The lack of communication and the manner in which they learned about Ash's apparent inclusion in Mortal Kombat 11 most likely left a bitter taste, prompting serious reservations on the character actually joining the series. The news of their character's participation, which should have been a moment of excitement and celebration, turned into a situation where creative control slipped away from the hands of those who birthed the iconic character once again. Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell most likely felt a sense of disrespect not being included in the decision-making process about the fate of Ash Williams in the gaming realm. The marketing email, which was meant to excite fans, inadvertently ignited a behind-the-scenes turmoil that would ultimately contribute to the withdrawal of Ash Williams from Mortal Kombat 11. The clash of creative control, lack of consolation, and the unexpected nature of the reveal all played a role in reshaping the narrative of Ash's journey in the gaming world. The fallout from the leaked email led to a crucial decision. Ash Williams would be pulled out of Mortal Kombat 11. The decision wasn't merely about rights, it was a stand against the overreach of Warner Brothers and the lack of consideration to the creative minds behind Evil Dead. In a recent discussion with the AV Club about the upcoming film Evil Dead Rise, Campbell was questioned about the persistent desire among fans to see Ash Williams make an appearance in Mortal Kombat 12, which is now known as Mortal Kombat 1. His response adds a fascinating layer to the ongoing saga, which needs to be re-examined. When asked about the possibility of Ash joining Mortal Kombat 12, given the overwhelming fan interest, Campbell took a rather firm stance. He expressed that he is not, quote, interested in loaning Ash out, end quote, to other people's games. Instead, he proposed a different scenario, a unique and intriguing vision for Ash's interaction with other iconic horror characters like Freddy and Jason should make their way into the Evil Dead game. In his own words, Campbell stated in response, no, I don't want Ash to appear in other people's games. Other characters like Freddy and Jason should be in the Evil Dead game. You should be able to play as Freddy, you should be able to play as Jason, and then have Ash fight those guys. Bruce Campbell's tongue-in-cheek comment about Mortal Kombat characters guest starring in an Ash Williams game now takes on a new perspective. It seems that Campbell's playful remark was, in fact, a subtle expression of frustration, emphasizing the importance of creative collaboration and respect. The revelation that arrangements had been made to bring Ash to Mortal Kombat without Campbell or Raimi's approval bring a new layer of understanding to Bruce Campbell's statements. It becomes clear that these remarks might have been more directed towards studio heads and decision makers rather than the audience and fans. This statement isn't just about Campbell's firm stance on Ash's involvement in other franchises, but more so his desire to maintain creative control and keep Ash within the confines of the Evil Dead universe as well as to demonstrate an expectation of respect. As we navigate this intricate web of rights and creative considerations, Bruce Campbell's perspective provides valuable insights into the delicate balance between lending out beloved characters and preserving their integrity of their respective universes. The drama surrounding Ash Williams and Mortal Kombat 11 isn't just a clash of characters, or lack thereof within the games at least. Just as it was with the rights of the original Evil Dead, it's a clash of creative minds and corporate decisions. The fallout from the studio's decisions seem to have played a pivotal role in the withdrawal of Ash Williams from Mortal Kombat 11. 
leaving fans and the creators alike in the dark about what could have been. This saga highlights how including the rights owners in crucial decisions could have paved a smoother path for everyone involved, ensuring a more collaborative and well-informed process. The rights issues surrounding Ash Williams trace back to the origins of Evil Dead 2 and the reshooting of the first film's recap. Fast forward all the way to Mortal Kombat 11 and the marketing email becomes the catalyst for a fallout that exposes the challenges of navigating the intricate landscape of character rights. The issues behind the rights in this situation unveils a narrative where creative vision clashed with corporate decisions, leaving Ash Williams on the sidelines of Mortal Kombat 11. As we've journeyed through the tangled web of rights, the drama and the unexpected turns, you're probably wondering, what's next for Ash Williams? One thing is for certain, the legacy of Evil Dead stands strong, as Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell's vision of Ash remains untamed. So Warriors, the Ash Williams Wright saga might be complex, but it's a testament of the enduring spirit of creativity. What are your thoughts? Do you believe the situation could be rectified and that Ash would ever grace the Mortal Kombat universe? Share your opinions in the comments, and in the meantime, show your support by liking and sharing this video. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button for monthly episodes of the Realmcast podcast, live streams, and other deep dives like this. Packed with engaging guests and diverse topics, whether you're a fan of the 2D era, the movies, or Mortal Kombat 1, there's something for every Mortal Kombat fan. Until next time, remember, every warrior has a story and every saga a lesson. Thank you.